Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. And now I believe we have John Miller on the phone. That's correct. John Miller, he's a deputy commissioner of terrorism, um, intelligence and counterterrorism for the NYPD. He's also the former associate deputy director of the National Intelligence for Analytical Transformation and technology. Basically, he is one smart guy. And we want to break down what does this mean about this new restrictive law? Deputy uh, Commissioner John Miller, how are you, sir? I'm good. And it's good to be back with you. So there's no Texans coming up with their six guns on their side tomorrow morning, are there? Uh, I'm sorry. Say that again. There's no (laughs) Texans coming up across the bridge with their sidearms on their side. Oh, well, no, no. That's the wild, wild west. Um, the worry here is that they're going to make this the wild, wild east. Mm. So what does this mean? Because a lot of people seem to be confused, but the law doesn't really change. Can you explain that to our listeners? Sure. So the first thing is it doesn't mean anything today. Nothing changes today. Nothing changes tomorrow. So let's go through the mechanics of it because it's actually important. Uh, the Supreme Court took on the issue of whether New York State, as one of the six states in the nation that makes people prove a, a special need to carry a concealed weapon, whether New York State has that right under the Second Amendment to the Constitution, which guarantees the right to bear arms. So the court ruled that New York State does not have the right to tell people that they have to demonstrate a special need. They just have to demonstrate in order to obtain a legal pistol license for concealed carry that they're not a convicted felon and that they fit the criteria of the license. So that's what the Supreme Court ruled. Now, why is nothing different today after that ruling? Uh, Because what the court did was, after making that finding, they sent the case back down to the Court of Appeals here in the Second Circuit, where the original case was brought. And basically said to the Court of Appeals, the Court of Appeals, okay, now you have our constitutional judgment as to whether that rule has to go or not. So there it is. Now go back with your plaintiffs and your defendants and go back to litigating your case. So it'll find its way back to the court, and the parties will find their way back to that courtroom, and they will re-argue, well, what should the parameters be now based on the Supreme Court ruling? So that means in the weeks or months to come, They'll have to hash through that. Um, So what could happen? What could happen is that a lot of people who don't have a need that they can demonstrate to carry a concealed weapon uh, may apply, and that the number of licenses for concealed carry may surge from where it is now, which is about 3,500 people who have business carry licenses, um, and then a couple thousand more who have licenses to carry as guards, but only on duty and only while they're at work, and they leave that gun behind. So really, the relevant numbers, the 3,500, and what that number might go up to if many people apply to carry guns. So, Commissioner uh, Ed Cox here, you don't need to have a special need to have a gun at home for self-defense. Is that right? 
That's right, and that's a lower bar in terms of issuing and the license. Now that lower um, bar is extending to if you have a concealed weapon outside your home. Is that is that in essence the essence of the decision? So that is the essence of the decision, but with a caveat, which means, and we get back to nothing changes today, if you have a business premises license at your store or your place of work, if you have a residence premises license at your home, this ruling does not convert that license to a carry license. You will still have to go through an application process, if you so desire, um, to get a license to carry that outside. So that's kind of the mechanics of it. Deputy um, Commissioner John is, Miller, so this doesn't mean if we have a gun at home, we can come and bring it then into the city and carry it with us wherever we want. No, that's correct. All right. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I guess... You know, people have a lot of questions. If you have a gun at home and you live in the five boroughs and you have your door locked and all of a sudden somebody gets into your apartment, you have the right to shoot to kill? Well, you have the right to defend yourself against deadly physical force. So if somebody comes in your apartment and they're charging at you with a crowbar um, and you have your legal gun at home, um, that is one of those things that uh, a district attorney would probably say, we're not going to prosecute you for. On the other hand, if you go into the kitchen and the burglar is pouring himself a glass of milk, you can't blow his head off. That's another one that's going to go to the district attorney because you're really going to have to articulate um, what was going through your mind and why you perceive deadly physical force, which caused you to react with the same. Deputy you know, Commissioner uh, Miller, this is David Patterson. Do you think that the proliferation of illegal weapons, that there's so many of them now, uh, as compared to years ago, that now really the issue of what you do to get a license is really kind of minuscule compared to what is really the cause of crimes these days? Well, I, I think that there is a discussion that went on, which is um, – you know, should people who fear crime um, be able to obtain guns to carry in the street uh, because there are more shootings and more crime? Uh, history has shown us in the other places where this has occurred that that has led to more people getting more guns than more people getting stolen out of their homes, guns found by their children who have accidental shootings and shoot other children people who get depressed for other reasons and commit suicide because the gun is readily available right there. So nobody can really tell a story that says any great good has come from these kinds of changes in other places. We do know that if you go into a situation where there's a lot of restricted locations where you cannot carry your firearms, whether that's hospitals or schools, um, that people tend to leave those in cars and the cars tend to get broken into and the guns tend to get stolen which then means legally obtained guns are now turning into illegal guns in the hands of criminals. So um, the mayor, the police commissioner, and every police officer um, has a grave concern that putting more guns on the street of New York is not going to come to a good end. So why is it that a city like Chicago, which has some of the most restrictive gun laws that you can imagine, uh, has the biggest number of shooters per capita? Uh, Chicago has its problems. Philadelphia has its problems. But I think we get lost in this gun control argument, which is that somehow 
the flow of guns into New York is responsible for the uptick in violence. There's a simple fact. 80% of the people we arrested with illegal guns remained out on the street for a couple of years, and we're starting to see an improvement there. But the fact is, the year we had the lowest gun crime in the history of New York since 1948, when a million fewer people lived here, was 2017, 2018, where we had um, under 800 shootings, under 300 murders. And that's because when people got arrested, um, if they were persistent violent felons, they went to jail and then they went to prison. Um, that's no longer the case. Exactly. It's the people, not the guns. It's usually the same people committing the same crimes from the same communities over and over again. One last question, Deputy Commissioner. What if, say, somebody's visiting from Texas? That was what John was alluding to, and they've got their guns. Can they come on and bring it to New York City because they're afraid of somebody shooting them? (laughs) The answer is no, ma'am. No, ma'am. There you go. (laughs) You like my little Texas drawl there? Y'all, so keep your guns home. But that gun is as legal um, here for the license holder from Texas. Oh, did we lose them? I worked in South Carolina where it's beautiful and peaceful. And let me tell you, there were shootings yeah, all York. the time. Armed robberies left and right. So I, my, you know, That's more fine. guns the other question is, does not mean well, more safety. If this is passed along and every shopkeeper and every bodega had a, a shotgun or a gun, uh, will, will the criminals panic? Do you can you shoot somebody that's stealing Hagen dust? It's not it's not humorous, but it's uh, I guess no, you the, have to be in a reasonable apprehension yeah. that you're in physical that your threat. life is in danger. That's right. Just, oh, I, d- I defer to the judge on all legal. It feels good to have that responsibility again, Commissioner. I appreciate that. Very good. Well, Commissioner, you have so ruled. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on and explaining it to uh, all New Yorkers, and uh, God bless you. And we need a blessing for New York too, Commissioner. Well, I appreciate that. And and as we speak, I'm on the way to uh, the scene in Brooklyn where we've had a police officer grazed by a bullet, fired by a criminal um, who he was uh, confronting in an illegal activity, and uh, the mayor and the commissioner are on their way to the hospital to see that officer. Wow. And, Thank God he seems to be okay. Um, One but, additional thing. Is the officer okay that was thrown down the steps of the subway? Yeah. He had uh, injuries to his wrist, injuries to his knee, because when he went to assist that man who threw himself down the stairs, um, he went to render aid. The individual attacked him, threw him down the rest of the stairs, so they rolled down together and then was trying to wrestle the gun from his holster. So, um, so he... Um, he held his own, uh, but he's okay. Uh, Deputy Commissioner, the guy who shot the cop in Brooklyn, has, has a suspect been caught? Uh, no, that search is going on right now, and that's where I'm on the way to the scene. All right, well, thank, thank you. Thank you so much. All right, see you later. Let's take a break, and when we come back, what the heck is going on in the markets? We're going to have Charlie Gasparino.